Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Paige Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Wonderful, sweetie. Everything is great. How are you? Oh, I am good. Uh, it's the weekend, so you know I'm always happy about that. Okay. And it's a big sports weekend, so I'm excited. I don't even want to get too excited because I get nervous and I'm superstitious, so I'll be quiet. Okay, well, good luck to all the guys playing. We understand some of you going to win and some of you going to lose. Ultimately, only one of you is going to win. Yeah. But in the meantime, good luck, guys. Also, the Australian Open is going on right now. Good luck to all the players. And uh, <laughs> and so we'll see what happens with that. I think the uh, FAA, do you remember his, his uh, name, what it stands for? I, I forgot. I mean, Hendro something is in there. Yeah, he's Alexi and something, something. I know. Yeah. He's a Canadian. I believe. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. He, I know he he's is. still up there. He's a wonderful. Yeah, yeah, he's Afro Canadian. Yeah, we have, we have Coco Golf is still up there. Uh, unfortunately, he both gone. He both gone. Yeah, uh, the doll. He just got it. Oh yeah, the doll is in bad shape. He's gonna go for surgery. Good luck, the doll. And uh, Madison Keys is out. I think as a ranker, I think she knocked her out. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, good luck to those remaining. All right. Yeah. So, okay, guys. So what's uh, been going on, sweetie? Oh, uh, you know, just working hard. Oh, okay. That's it. What about you? Uh, uh been uh, relaxing hard. All right. <laughs> let's tell everybody what we're <laughs> let's tell everybody what we're sipping on. Now, Ma, this is from the Brown Estate which is Black-owned, okay. and this is a 2018 Tempranillo. Oh, okay. Excellent. So you're going to lead us in okay. with the Okay. Here's to long life prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Salud. Okay. Delicious. Very delicious. Now, let's get into some movies. So we have two really heavy movies this week. The first one we're going to start with is Till. Uh, and both of these movies are SAG nominated. We don't know about the Oscars. Uh, the, the Oscars are, uh, nominations are going to be released. Both of which movies? Oh, the two that we're reviewing. The two that we're reviewing. Okay. So this Till, that, that's a good point, Ma. So this is the second movie um, about Emmett Till's, especially Emmett Till's mom um, over the past year. But the other one wasn't a movie. It was more of a miniseries. Right. That, miniseries. that is correct. That is okay. correct. So this one stars uh, Dan Danielle Deadweiler um, as Mammy Till Mobley and Whoopi, Mamie. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg is serving as one of the executive producers on Till. Also, she plays the mom. She plays the mom. She plays yes. uh, Mamie's mother. Yes. Mamie Till's mother. And it's based on a true story of Mamie Till Bradley. Um, and who she became... Did I say Bradley? It's Mobley. Sorry. My bad. Anyway, she became an activist. Emmett Till's mother. Everybody knows Emmett Till. Most people know Emmett Till. Yes. My okay. bad. My bad, mom. Okay. So she became an activist, um, obviously, after the brutal murder of her 14-year-old son, Emmett, in, 19, um, in 1955. And 
this is very hard to watch. Um, it was well made, well acted, and um, you know, I do recommend that you see it. Uh, but it's definitely something that uh is is a headpiece. It's it's a lot. It's a story that has been told time and time again since it happened in the nineteen fifties, I believe it 1955. was. And um, we know of it we know of it through history of the brutal murder of emmett till 14 year old emmett till in mississippi uh and so we know of it and it's a horror story and it's a story of the violation of human rights uh a story of lynching and maybe till emmett's mother became an activist after emmett was murdered because she was so hurt and about the murder of her son by a bunch of racist uh, white Mississippians. And um, and it was just a sad story all the way around. It was just a very sad story. The acting was very good. The lead character playing uh, uh, Mamie Till was excellent and um, good supporting cast. Of course, Whoopi was good. She only had a small part, but um, as you said before, Pay, she was one of the producers. So it was a sad story. I watched it because I wanted to pay uh, homage to uh, Emmett Till and his family, um, but it's a story that I'm very familiar with, and um, so are many Americans, and in particular, uh, African Americans. So it was a sad story of the lynching and and useless and senseless murder of Black men that continues to this very day. Most recently, the cousin of one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, a uh, 31-year-old young man was just murdered, maced uh, by the cops, and it's led to his subsequent death uh, just very recently. So it continues up until today. Um, just a horror story. And... Um, Good acting, a horror story, a true horror story. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I can add on to that is that, which to me, I noticed the difference between um, the series and this movie was the way the Black characters, uh, the, you know, obviously it's predominantly Black cast, were portrayed, in particular in court. Uh, the uncle of uh, Teal he was much more intelligent and knowledgeable and he came across uh, as a much more credible witness in the movie than the way they had him portrayed in the limited series. And um, I just kind of thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, other than that, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't want to, it's a horror, uh, but it's something that, you know, is well acted, well made. And um, unfortunately this is American history. Um, so I am going to give the film, oh gosh, I guess I'm going to have to give it a, a top shelf, you know, with a, with a warning uh, of, of the, it's graphic, uh, especially the imagery of Teal, of Emmett Teal. Uh, I'm going to give it probably a nine uh, top shelf. Yeah, I was thinking the very same thing. Top shelf, I'm going to go top shelf nine maybe even a 9.5. It was well acted. It was just a, a tragic story, a tragic story that, like I said, continues to this day. And there's been hundreds and probably thousands um, who were murdered by the police. Innocent, The innocent murder of Black men continues to this very day. So um, 
America has yet to live up to its promise. So we have a lot of work to do, everyone. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. let, let, let's go on to the next movie. Uh, this is also uh, a pretty sad movie. Um, you know, different um, theme. This is called The Whale um, from the director Darren Arnofsky. Um, he directed uh, Black Swan. Um, he also directed uh, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. And so this is starring Brendan Frazier. And he is, you know, very, very recluse, reclusive. He's recluse. He's suffering from morbid obesity. Um, um, he is an online English professor. He's depressed due to a traumatic event in his personal life. Um, this is extremely well acted. To me, it plays out as a theatrical play. Um, I'm not sure if it, it, it is, if it's based on that, but that's what um, I was thinking watching it. Um, the daughter, the estranged daughter is Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. And then the best friend, um, Hung Chao, who we just saw in the menu is excellent as well. And um, even though she has a smaller role, Samantha Morton, her, her character is very powerful. Um, before you take it away, I will say that from the start, there was a foreboding feeling about uh, throughout this movie. Um, I don't know. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, well, yes. You know, the movie starts with an individual who is isolated, except for a few people that care about him. But he is extremely isolated at the very beginning of the movie. And he's isolated and he's uh, immobilized by his obesity. And of course, he has myriad health issues, so on and so forth, that accompany morbid obesity. So, but in addition to that, he was extremely, he was in mourning. He was extremely depressed and in active mourning. And um, and it was a mourning that he was struggling with. He struggled with it. And I, I won't go further, you know, for those who haven't seen it. And I would just say it's well worth watching. There's uh, some people he has been estranged from, as you said, Peju, and it's like a couple people he's been estranged from. And uh, so there's that issue. There's his relationship with his uh, very close friend and neighbor who's also a nurse and is both nurturing and codependent, I would say. Yeah. And um, lives and uh, yeah. Uh, and so just there's just, you know, a lot of elements to it. And it's very touching. It's very touching in a way that, you know, you can relate to it on some level because it runs the gamut of human emotions. Uh, uh, most of it takes place in the, the one room. Well, and, and yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And that's where it does give you that sense of, you know, a play. Um uh, excellent. I thought it was excellent. And Brandon, Brandon Frazier, I it was just off the hook. I uh, was just off the hook. I thought it was um excellent as well. My there was two things I wanted to say without us, you know, yeah. giving out too much information. Yeah. Um, one, every single character um is caring and loving and also completely flawed. Um, and I thought that was interesting. They all had each character had redeeming qualities. You may not see it at first, but eventually you see that. The second thing I wanted to say, my, now after watching this, and we talked about it before, do you think this movie was fat phobic? No, okay. not at all. That was the least of what it was. In fact, 
Well, I guess as in most cases, the the fat issue was just sort of a uh, almost a byproduct of what was going on in his head and in his heart and and in his life. Uh, I thought, no, no, just let me just say no. I do not feel it was fat phobic at I'm all. I'm in total agreement with you. I don't I don't think it was. Um, I I thought this was about a a person who was sad and depressed. Absolutely. Um, and um and a really a, a good person. Right. We're all flawed. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. And um, his yeah. So anyway, mom, what are you gonna give it? What are you gonna uh, use? Your I'm, I'm gonna go with another nine. I'm going. I'm going in between. Let's say, uh, between a nine and a nine point five again. Really good. Uh, really, I really enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Uh, so top shelf. And top I, shelf. And I, and I wanted to say, uh, when I said flawed, the flawed has nothing to do with his physical uh, appearance. Oh no, that's not. Oh no, we mean emotionally. Right. We're talking about the emotion. Yeah. Right. From from everybody in here, they're emotionally absolutely. They're all flawed. Absolutely. Even okay. those around him who wanted to help him were so flawed. There was a codependency among. All of them, you know. Right. Yeah, so I'm. I'm gonna go with a nine and a half, um, top shelf, uh, because it, I've never seen anything like it. I thought it was unique, and I thought the acting was excellent. Oh, me too. I thought the writing was was excellent, and uh, and I, I see why a Brandon Fraser has been nominated in multiple categories. Uh, well, for multiple awards in this one category, yeah. and, and I liked his friend. I, I hope she gets nominated for a, a supporting role. I thought, I, I thought so too. too, and the, and she was excellent. Yeah. She was excellent. Oh, okay, okay. So we we are going to switch things up um, with uh, a, you know a little bit more upbeat. Ma. So we're going to go to TV shows. I don't know how upbeat this show is, but BMF. We are in season two, in episode two. And there's a lot of action going on here. Um, well, T, first of all, is, you know, trying to delve more into the car service industry uh, and his interests and Lala's character. I guess her name is Markeisha. Markeisha, I'm not really sure. But, um, I, you know, I, I like Lala, uh, what I know of her as a person, uh, but I, she's just completely miscast in, in this role. Um, and T, we know what's going to happen with T. So, but T is just, he's trying to do the right thing, but we know he is not going to work out that way. Yeah. 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 Um, go ahead, Ma, if you want to say something. No, I was just going to say, we know T is going to succumb to that money. Right. You know, we know that already. Right. And, um, is it B Mickey, the, like the best friend of, um, Meech, we know he's going to get into some more trouble because Detective Bryant, a.k.a. Steve Harris, is turning up the heat on him. Right. He's trying to get, you know, as much information as And his mother. And he's vulnerable because of the mother. Right. Yeah. Right, right. You're right. Um, and also um, the parents. I don't know. The parents, to me, I don't know if they're going to stay together because they they have they're having a lot of issues now. They're having uh you know their sex life is, intimacy is, issues, yeah. right? It's yeah, like, one thing is affecting the other thing, right? Yeah, and she's with that old school, old fashioned stuff, and she's mad that he's looking at porn, talking about oh, it's a violation of the marriage. 
and where a lot of people don't think. But yet also, but yet at one point she was rejecting his his uh, overtures. Right. When he wanted to have sex, she was turning her back. Right. But then you're mad because he's looking at porn. I mean, you know, that's also part of the marriage vows. Right. You right. know, so, you know, work that out. And Meech, Meech is just trying to expand and he's becoming more and more bold. Right. Meech, Meech, Meech just wants to go her worldwide domination, as they say, with his drug sale, and that's all Meech is concerned about. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, it's pretty good. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, Lamar, right? Oh my goodness, and Lamar. Oh boy, I did Lamar. He's he's you know physically in bad shape, but yet he managed to attack and, and attack the yeah attack the, the officer outside of his door right yeah he managed to beat him down enough to escape out of the and, hospital and, right and so i you know now that was crazy yeah that was real crazy and he uh, apparently he had made a phone call because somebody came to pick them up yep you know so we'll see that how that all goes um, yeah yeah that part and i mean that was kind of incredible yeah. you know you strong enough to do all that but yet in the end you're flat on your stomach in the alleyway yep, right. and somebody has to pick you up so right. i guess he expended all this energy beating up the cop you know? yeah but still yeah, that that one. So we'll see what happens with that yeah. because you know he's trying to save his own neck too. Yeah, you know. So let's see what happens with Lamar. Okay, okay. Right. And I'm and I'm anxiously awaiting the introduction of uh, Monique. Okay. Let's let's see what role she's going to play. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a kindly, loving angel. So, but let's just see. Okay. Yeah, you know, let's just see. Let's just see how wide her range is. Let's see if she can play that role. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So another a uh, series, Ma. Um, this is an animated series that's been getting a lot of attention. Is Velma, which is the edgy animated spinoff of Scooby Doo, and it's executive produced by Mindy Kaling, and the voice of Velma is by Mindy Kaling. So, like I said, it's edgy, um, and it has some of the worst ratings by audience on Rotten Tomatoes. It currently sits at 6%. One thing I can say, there's obviously a lot of diversity. Velma's character is brown. But when I was watching this, and I never really paid too much attention to Scooby-Doo. I'll tell you that. I thought like the whole idea of Scooby-Doo was cute. I just felt like this was about Mindy Kaling. Like It didn't feel as though it had anything to do with the storyline of Scooby-Doo. Where was Scooby-Doo, first of all? What happened to Scooby-Doo? And then Velma wasn't very likable. And I just, I didn't get it. She could have done another story and just not named it Velma. I think that was my biggest issue. Right, right. That it's altogether another character from whomever Velma initially was. Right. You know, whoever the original Velma was, this is not Velma anymore. Okay. She didn't just take Velma and make her a person, uh, an, uh, an Indian. She took Velma and made her altogether another human being. Right. And I think that's the issue. Um, I did see it. I didn't really have basis for comparison because I, I didn't recall ever seeing the uh, original Velma. So uh, I just had did to... You- at all. I don't recall anything about any Scooby-Doo. I knew it was a, a goofy dog or something, yeah. you know. Um, and, and that's about it. But what I would like to say is that um, I thought Velma was was pretty um, uh, 
it was very adult cartoonish. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything really for the little kitties uh, at all. And so, and she had, you know, kind of ratchet kind of family and, you know, and everything in her environment. So I was, you know, kind of surprised at that because I'm still looking at this like a cartoon, but it is not a cartoon in the vein of like a Disney World, Disneyland or whatever. It's an adult cartoon. It's totally an adult cartoon. And um, I've only seen the first episode. You didn't see the second one? I didn't see the second episode. Okay. The, what, the only thing I thought it was a little bit interesting, I think I'll just say this, is that uh, she's looking for her mother. Her mother's missing in action. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have some questions about that. But other than that, since I did not have basis for comparison, I probably wouldn't uh, rate it as harshly mm-hmm. as people who knew what the original Velma was like. Right. Yeah, you know. Well, so I, I can't. Mean, I can't. Any cartoon. I can't have like a, a six or seven year old. Well, well, if I'm well, if I'm doing that, then then I, as I've already said, then totally, it, this was did not fall into that category. Right. So I think she's just done something totally different. She because did. this is something for adults. Right. You know the language, the activities, and right. and everything. The only thing about it that's at all childish is that she's still supposed to be in high school. Right. You know, other than that, it's a totally adult a theme and language and everything. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm okay with that. Um, however, I just think that's been done, and it's not really anything that clever. And it just seemed to me that Minnie didn't really take the time to really develop it. She just, it seemed like something that she thought of when she was like high Mm -hmm. and she just went through with it. That's what I got. I like your idea, Kay. I think she should have it. I think she should have named it something else. Yeah. I think if she had not connected it to an original character who was far more childish, far more innocent, far more wholesome, then she wouldn't be getting as much backlash. Yeah. So that's what I really think. No, like it's not just like the left or the right. It's equal opportunists. Everybody, you know, all the original fans are not happy with it. Right. So yeah. All right. So um, well, well, okay, yeah, kill. So, best luck, better luck in the future. So. I don't really have a rating for this. Yeah. Um, I've only seen well, my only saw the first episode. I saw the first two. I don't think that I'll be going back to see the rest. So, okay. Hello. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, a new series that premiered on HBO. The Last of Us, which is based on the video game of the same name, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. We start off with the backstory of Joel, played by Pedro. Um, He's one of the survivors of a disastrous zombie-type apocalypse pandemic. Joel suffers a terrible loss in the first episode, and we can just say because this isn't um, his daughter. His daughter, um, who is played by Tandy Newton's daughter, you know, she is um, unfortunately killed. Um, the story fast forwards 20 years later and we see a bleak, dark, deaf sort of uh, existence, bleak all around. And Joel is traveling through a desolate type battlefield, which is the U.S. Um, and he later is asked to transport a tre- teenage girl named Ellie who has some type of special maybe powers or unique abilities um, and we aren't quite privy to what it is, at least in the, the first episode. So um, I will say this is also very diverse, um, which is really cool. And um, it's a, you know, 
a pandemic, apocalypse type thing. Um, you know, some people aren't in the, with that, but it is a very, very popular video game. So you're going to find a lot of people who are just tuning in for that. Um, I kind of liked it, um, although it didn't start off very happy. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Okay, well, I don't have very much to say about it, except that um, so far, you know, I haven't gotten that far into it. Well, I don't think that many. It's only one episode, yeah, yeah, you know, so... Um, it, you know, the, the whole story hasn't really gone that far yet, but I will say that I do like the lead character in the Mandalorian, Pedro, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I, I do like him very much. And just that he played Mandalorian to me is very soothing. So I, you know, I do like him. I do not like that particular genre because it's just so sad, you know, it's just so much loss and devastation. And, and, you know, since we have seen a real pandemic, you know, it, it's a little bit more scary than it might have been if it had been made four or five years ago, you know. So um, for that, I would just say mm, I kind of usually like a happier theme. But uh, but so far, uh, so far, it is interesting. And I will continue with the series. I will continue to watch it because it is interesting. And like I said, I'm a big fan of um, the lead actor. Pedro. Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yes. Pedro Pascal. So, um, you know, so we shall see how it all works out. It, to me, it was a good start. I'll oh, yeah. keep you updated okay. um, on the future episodes. Okay. Okay, Ma, we um, need to let everyone or remind everyone about the Bamboo She Happy Hour Book Club. Guys, we have two books for this month. Like we said, uh, Stephen A. Smith's book, Straight Shooter, and Prince Harry's book, Spare. We will discuss both books on January 28th. Please email us at info at bambooshehappyhour.com for your thoughts or any comments on the book if you do audible or if you're doing paperback whatever we really would like to hear from you guys um so stay tuned for that okay mom we have a couple of updates so All the right. first update is regarding alec baldwin and the movie rust shooting so baldwin and gutierrez reed are each being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter meaning they're charged in the alternative prosecutors say they want a jury to decide not only if the pair is guilty, but which type of involuntary manslaughter should apply to the events around Hutchinson's death. So there's two charges, one punishably up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. And then there um, is a more serious charge if found guilty, uh, which can stand up to five years in prison. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? My thoughts are that uh, I'm not really too sure about the second individual's culpability. I'm sure there is armor. I think it's the person who actually gave the the gun. The to, gun to, to, okay, correct. And well, I'm not too sure what his responsibilities were. Was he supposed to check this, that, the other? I mean, I'm not sure what you know. That's why right. I say you know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, what I am going to say in terms of Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin has been aggressive for a lot of years now. And it's just escalating. To me, he was negligent. I, you know, I don't want to go off on this whole big tirade, but here's my thing. Why do you need a real gun, period? No, they have guns. They have real guns that look like fake guns. So therefore, fake guns can look like real guns. You know, and, and there's no reason, if you're trying to be convincing, you know, 
uh, to the audience, there's no reason that you have to have a real firearm. Nobody is examining the gun. None of the viewers are going to know whether it's a real gun or not. And you can, of course, they can make the sound, they can make the noises, they can make smoke or whatever comes from a gun. You know, they can create all those things. There's no need to have a real firearm on the set at all, unless maybe your security. You know, other than that, the actors, the artists, the talent does not need a gun. There's no, think about it for five minutes. What's the point? Why do you need a real gun? A real gun, to me, it's ridiculous, it's reckless, it's thoughtless, and you see what can happen. Here's the death of an innocent woman coming to work to do her job, and she's dead. She did nothing to anyone and she's dead. And Alec Baldwin is so reckless and so cavalier and somewhere along the line, he's violent also, you know, and he just pulled the trigger. For what? For what? There was no reason for it. There's no reason for a real gun. There's no reason for bullets. Why somebody should be held responsible for that? Because guess what? It was somebody's responsibility. And ultimately, it was the responsibility of the one that pulled the trigger. And the one that pulled the trigger was Alec Baldwin. Well, you you know what my, what just what I want to add, everything you said, I, I'm complete, completely in agreement with you. What I've noticed about him is he had never seemed very remorseful. He no. may have in the beginning said something, I don't know, uh, but... Moving forward from the past year, he has done an interview with Woody Allen, who many people feel is a, uh, a sex predator or right. whatever you want to say. Pedophile and everything else. And, right. And people, um, many people still despise him. Right. And, you, and know. you know, we don't know for sure. This is alleged. We we're saying this, but many people believe that. And I am one to believe, uh, you know, to believe that as well, because I don't trust Woody Allen. I think the whole thing is too close for comfort with Sunni. Um, yes, and of course. Yes, it's and, everything else. Um, and also, he's posted stuff on social media with um, Alec Baldwin, you know, and he didn't really seem very sympathetic at all. So I just, you he's know. He's been very thoughtless, very insensitive yeah. toward the family, yes. toward the widow, the widower, the grieving widower. Just, just awful. Right. Just awful. So, yes, he should be held accountable. Right. This woman is dead. Right. And he's going around saying, that, um, yeah, well, it's not my fault. Right. You know, right. no, it, it's definitely your fault. Right. Ultimately, it's your fault. Because you were the arbiter of whether or not to pull that trigger. Right. And you pulled it. Right. And when you pull the trigger and point towards someone, what happens after that is all your it's fault. All right. It's all your fault. So I, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah. So, you know, I think they did the right thing. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see Absolutely. What I'm charged with. I'm so. very happy to see that they brought charges against him. Right. I'm very happy to see that nobody's above the law. If you were me, pick up a gun under whatever circumstances and pull the trigger and somebody ends up dead. What do you think they're going to say? Oops, it's not my fault. Oops, I didn't know. Right. It's ridiculous. This woman is dead and he killed her. Right. Okay. The other update, uh, Ma, is from Ron DeSantis, the governor of oh, Florida. Geez. Oh, my goodness. So you know what he did, right? 
And just tell me whatever you want me to so tell he's you officially- because he's done so many things. So he's yeah. rejected a new advanced placement course in African-American studies from being taught on high, high school campuses. He argues that the course violates state law and lacks educational value. DeSantis officially banned the course in a letter from the state education department to the college board. And, um, you know, he just doesn't feel as though it is, um, it has any type of educational value. Yeah. Well, my thoughts are that, my thoughts is that he's just uh, a racist and, you know, I I don't want to go too much into him, uh, into his own ethnicity, which I'm not sure what it is. He's supposed to be Italian. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, deep down, what all he's mixed with, what all he is, okay? Um, he looks barely white himself, okay? That's number one. And then besides all that, irrespective of whatever color he is, since when is it the governor's job to dictate what's being taught in school? You know, I went to school many years and I have never heard of the governor and in, in my lifetime, intervening in what's taught in the school. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard of I have not heard of the governor coming up with the that he or has done it. Well, sure. I, I hadn't heard of it until yeah. this. It's ridiculous. It's racist. He's doing nothing but just trying to vote, uh, bolster his uh, base, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know what appeal because he's going like a lunatic. Yeah. And, and what he's trying to do, and these people who have, you know, grappled with their own identity with their own identity want to uh bend over backwards to ingratiate themselves to whiteness and they go very very far because they want to distance themselves as much as they can from what they really probably are Mm -hmm. at least in part and i noticed that and that's why you end up with people who who are as black looking as I am leading groups like the 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 what is it the the pride boys and all this and what, what white nationalists are you when your ass is black you're just as brown your skin is just literally as brown as mine right. which means you are black in part you know at least yeah. and but yet you're leading the, the white nationalists which which and you're too stupid to see this so how self-loathing you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and DeSantis, you know, you looking real tan to me, baby. I want to see your DNA. You looking real tan. Oh, and you good. know, yeah. and you know what I'm talking about. And you know many Italians are not that white. And you know it, DeSantis. Okay. So you just go ahead and make up any old thing you want. Okay. I, I, I don't have anything good to say about DeSantis. He knows better. He knows better than what than what he's saying and what he's doing. Like you said, he's trying to appeal to his base. That man is a what did he go graduate from it, Harvard? What, what it's an insult. He doesn't care no. what he's saying. It's an insult to people with good sense. It's an insult. Well, people that have good sense won't really follow him. Well, let me put it this way. It's an insult to everybody. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, let's move into on to one of our other favorite segments, out of pocket or on the money. So I don't know what you think about this, Michael. This is coming from the UK. So they say offices should rethink bringing cake into the workplace as it may pose the same harm to colleagues' health as passive smoking. This is according to Professor Susan Jeff. 
So she is a chairwoman of the UK Food Standards Agency. She noted that while smoking and eating cake in the office have very different impacts on health, Jeb said workplaces can foster a more successful and supportive work environment through healthier food choices. While smoking, you know, after a very long time, we, we have gotten to a place where we understand that individuals have to make the same effort or some effort, but we can make their efforts more successful, you know, if we have a more supportive environment. Um, but we still don't feel like that about our food. Now, Susan does make it clear she is speaking as an individual and she is not representing the UK Food Standard Agency when she making you know these statements but what do you think about this out of pocket or on the money out of pocket way out of pocket the reason is i don't know where she works but in most places cake is only brought into the office on rare occasions right <laughs> you know it's, it's, and that is not what's making people fat what's making people fat is how they eat every day regular food overconsumption and fattening foods. Now, what she should have said is that snacks, healthy snacks should be promoted in the office. But as far as, as you said, cakes are part of a ritual right. to celebrate it's a special occasion. Somebody's Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody's getting Absolutely. It's a happy time and part of a ritualistic celebration. And, and she is dead wrong and out of pocket. If you only ate cake, when you were celebrating, which is when they bring it into the office, you know, then I guarantee you'll maintain a healthy weight. Just I, that is ridiculous. And that's what, and you know what that is? That's joyless eating. Yeah. You know, that's just sort of nasty and just sort of unhappy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, no, I can't out of pocket. Uh, to, no. me, to me, completely out of pocket. And I don't know if she was being very self-righteous. Get out of here with that. You know, let let people let people eat cake. All right, right. You can have it. You That's don't right. have to eat cake every day. Like and, no, and nobody does. A person that eats cake, a person that eats cake every day is a person who's just overeating and just has a problem. Wait a minute, Bon. And they don't even have to be overeating. Some people, uh, uh not something to eat cake. And then, yeah, like and it's just very silly. That, that, right. That is exactly. You know, correct. there's other things that she can spend her time on, and that that's just to me a waste. No, of, no, you know, I don't know what you have against the cake industry, but it's ridiculous. Okay, let's keep that moving. And then to compare it to cigarette smoking. Right. Now. Mm, how many calories in cigarettes? Right. Hmm. Right. Right. Okay. And what you eat doesn't give me cavities. There you okay? go. There you go. There you go. Absolutely right. <sighs> All right, Ma. So this one, yeah, this is a little, I don't know if you're going to feel uncomfortable, Ma. Okay. This well, one, so I am, I'll share that. Go ahead. But this is an adult show as well. So my, you know, do you know Young Miami? I know of Young Miami. Okay, she's yes. from City Girls, and she is. Well, is she the one going with Puffy? She's oh. dating. She's dating Diddy. Okay, but they yeah, both, yeah. but they both say they're single. They're dating each other. Yeah, she's the one. Her, she's the know. one who had to defend herself recently about a side piece of some oh, nonsense. Right. Yeah. That is her. Yeah, right. yeah. So I remember. Has, she has a podcast. On uh, Revolt TV, which is on, of course, okay. by the yeah. All right. And so on her podcast, Carisha Please, she sat down with Trina. And I know you know Trina. Yes, right. indeed. And so they were playing. 
Well, she never sang. Oh, I must be. Oh, I must be getting her mixed she's up. A I guess. Well, you know what I mean. Whatever she does, yeah. I'm sure she still raps. I don't yeah. know if she has a new album out or not. Yeah. So anyway, they were doing a drinking game, and the game said, "Carisha said, young mommy, take a shot." Young Miami. Young Miami. Yeah. Why, why do I do that? Cool. Take a shot if you like golden showers. Ugh. Trina said she never received. But you know, gave whatever. Young Miami said she likes getting peed on by her man during sex. Okay. And so P Diddy was trending. P E E Diddy was and that's trending. what they that's how they would spell it. Okay. Yes. So is this out of pocket or on the money from Young Miami? Okay, for me. A woman of my standards and a woman of a certain category, I I think it was out of pocket. Okay, yeah. I feel that uh, the elimination of body fluids and your proclivity toward enjoying them and so forth, enjoying that, I think that should be between you and your mate. All right. Okay. I don't say there's anything wrong with almost anything. Between you and your man, if that's what you will do. But I don't think it's so nice and so good. Now, when they start calling you P Miami and all that, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, then you know you you brought it on yourself. Yeah. Because you know when you put something like that out there, there's a whole lot of jokes and yeah. nicknames they can make up yeah. for you when you put something like that out there. Yeah. Now, if we're in private. And for some reason, that's what I like. For some reason, that's what you like. Whatever, my mate, you know. It, then that's us. That's something that I'm not worried about because it's me and you doing that with each other. But yeah. to come out and announce that on a public podcast, I don't think that's a good look. So not that even that you do it now, hear me loud and clear. Not that you do it, but that you're sharing with the world, with the public that you do that. I think it's a very bad idea. Yeah, I, that that's kind of where I'm going with it. I think that whatever you choose to do, if that's what you're into, that's, you know, that's your thing. You know, I, who am I just to say, oh, don't do, do this, don't do this, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I just think that, you know, she's still young. And I think that, you know, as she gets older and looks back on these things, she's going to say, Maybe I didn't need to put that out. Let me tell you something. I don't. I think she's going to have immediate backlash. I don't even think she's going to be sorry down the road. I think she's going to be sorry in the very near future. Yeah. I think she's going to be sorry right away because she's going to get dogged up out in the media, and and so she's going to be sorry right away. This is what she wants to do in the bedroom. Well, we we that's the thing. No, that that's clickbait. That's action. that's the whole thing. And you know what? Look, we can make any window and we can laugh and we can think and people can say, oh, I bet they do this. I bet they, people can say anything. But when you say it yourself, right. that's an altogether different story. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so and, then, and then if somebody challenges you, are you going to say, oh, I was just joking or oh, I was lying? I mean, how do you defend against that when you, when you decide that you're sorry you said it? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. You know, I, I, I just, you know, but if I was her, I wouldn't revisit that. Yeah. You know, I'd let that go. Right. Not doing that, but putting that out 
Maybe keep that to yourself. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if you can stand the pressure when they start to, you know, jump all over you about it. Yeah, okay, and start calling you all kind of names that rhyme with piss, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know it will. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let me move on to something else. Um, so my so Stephen A is making his uh book tour, you know, yeah. for Straight Shooter. Straight Shooter. He was on Sherry Shepherd's show and he really had the wrath of the Rihanna Navy because oh, he yeah. spoke out of turn. He said when speaking to Sherry Shepherd that Sherry uh, Shepherd had asked him, you know, was he excited about Rihanna performing? And yeah. he said you know she's not Beyonce. There's one thing she's not. She ain't Beyonce. And then you know he put yeah. the comments. Of course, they're saying she was spectacular and congratulating her on becoming a mom. When the mom, right? And Sherry, you know, pushed back on that and you know was like, "So what? You know, she's Rihanna." And um, he wound up having to do like a three minute apology video. But, right. But Leslie Jones was not having it. She didn't feel that his apology was sincere enough. She felt that he, when he called her a sweetie or sweetheart or something, or something to that. Well, oh, sweetie. Rihanna, oh. that, you know, he was, he doesn't know Rihanna. He doesn't need to call her that. And um, she just felt that he was completely out of line, you okay. know. Um, and he said, Stephen A wanted people to know that he was comparing the Beyonce show and the woman Bruno Mars and Coldplay and Beyonce show alone as two of the best Super Bowl halftime performances he'd ever seen. Yeah, okay. You know, and so he's saying he wanted, everyone has to measure up to that. My thing is, Ma, before you go in, is that why did you mention uh, Beyonce's name, period? Right. Nobody asked you. Um, right. Which was your favorite show? We said, oh, are you excited about seeing Rihanna? And, you know, he made that that remark already. Like, what are you right. talking about? Right. Well, the answer should have been yes. I'm excited to see her. She's great. But the or it could have even been no or no. It could have been whatever you wanted it to be. But there was no reason for you to bring a, another superstar into the whole conversation. There was no reason to compare two black women who were at the top of their game yeah. and everything. You know, there was no reason for him to do that at all. Right. You know, well, people who talk too much are always bound to say the wrong thing. Right. And Stephen A was just running his mouth because there was no reason because he could have made his point very well without ever mentioning anything about Beyonce at all. It wasn't a conversation and, and about Beyonce. No Beyonce. She, Beyonce is no Rihanna. Right. They're, right, each, right. they're, they're their own They're individual. very different. They're different. And right. there's no need to be comparing them. But geez, once again, Stephen A was running his mouth. You know, and inappropriately, and he should not. He said the wrong thing, and he needs to apologize for it. But, you know, as far as Leslie Jones, I understand, and she may think his apology was insincere. It may have been. I don't know. I think he meant it. He's not so quick to apologize for things. I've seen him not apologize for a lot of things. I'm going to say this. Maybe he's selling his book. I got it, I got it, I got it. But wait a minute. But Leslie Jones, I can see her being angry about a lot of things. Don't forget, Leslie Jones had some, you know, residual anger too. So, and it may come out anywhere. Well, you know, so. well, well here's my thing, Ma. Uh, you know, I do believe that he probably was sincere in his apology, but Stephen A needs to realize, and we can realize it too at this stage yeah. you know, of, of, yeah. of our podcast, you yeah. know, but it's growing. Um, Rihanna and Beyonce, I'm thinking anything about Stephen A. Okay. 
They, it's not even, they're not. Just like Stephen A's probably not thinking anything about us, they even know about us. Those women are superstars, highly accomplished, and right. they deserve, you know, their right. respect. Well, that well, that's a, also goes to what I'm saying about Leslie Jones. She doesn't have to get excessively indignant because they're in, in no way in need of anything from Stephen A. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Steve Stephen A maybe needs to learn a few things, even right. if he's step right, you know, but they in no way beholden to him or right. need anything from him, or or you know, in no way does he, is he even significant in their lives, you right. know. So, um, Leslie, you know, those women, you know, you know, Leslie Jones, you save that energy for people who, you know, need somebody to advocate for them, you know, because there's plenty of people that Stephen A. and, and others are going to, you know, uh, need your help for. I mean, against Stephen A. and others. And Stephen A. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, he talks to me. Oh, right, right. In, in other words, like you're defending, you know, you're standing up for Rihanna and, and this and that, but there'll be many other people that Stephen A. and others will say things about. Those people will need you to defend them because they are defenseless. Right. You know, but not people with the resources and popularity and love and fame and support and everything that both Beyonce and Rihanna have. Right. So you can be a little bit annoyed, but let it go. Yeah. They're they're good. They're like you want to say they're Gucci. They're Gucci, that's for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh so my here's the last out of pocket or on the money. So a woman on Reddit is being called a stalker after she violated her husband's privacy by showing up uninvited and unwelcome to his doctor's appointment. On Reddit, the anonymous woman explained that her husband has been experiencing a few health issues lately and has been checking in with his doctor frequently over the past several weeks. For most of his appointments, her husband has declined her offer to accompany him telling her that he prefers, quote-unquote, privacy when meeting with his doctor. And so she anticipated his next doctor appointment and decided to go meet him there. He went, and 10 minutes later, I entered the office, and he was shocked when he saw me. And the doctor turned out to be a man, and the doctor greeted her, they talked, but the husband was very upset and said that she had violated his privacy. And she doesn't see anything wrong with it. What are your thoughts on this woman's behavior? No, her husband okay. is furious. Okay. 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 Here, okay. Here's how I really feel. Okay. How I really feel. I'm not giving anybody any politically correct answers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or what you call PC or what they used to call PC. I don't even know if they still have that these days. But let me just say this. She should not have gone because the husband told her he didn't want her to come. If you tell me you don't want me to come and then I still come anyway, I am violating your privacy. But here's the bigger issue. Uh Uh-uh. Here's the bigger issue. Why don't you want me to come? But see, that's, that's a whole different level of conversation. I just not want you to come. Uh, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You gonna s- slow me down? You got, you know, I got things to do. If you come, it'll take more time. You know, I'm. That's just one stop in a ten more or whatever. Just simple reason that I might not want to be bothered with you or anybody else coming. You know, but what is the speculation? Uh, her speculation because she's suspicious of something. 
Why doesn't he want her to come? Did he? Did she think he was going on a date? Did she think he was really going to the doctor and she, he's hiding health issues from her mm-hmm. or so on and so forth? That's the conversation that needs to be had. Not her going or not going, but why? Why does she want to go and why does he not want her to go? Because if I want to go with my husband to the doctor, it's because I want to know what's really going on. I think my husband will lie me not that I think he's going to see a woman because he won't make up a doctor appointment excuse to go see a woman. He'll do make up some other something, you know, not the doctor, you know. Um, I want to know if I want to go with my husband to the doctor it's because I really want to know what's going on. And I think that my husband will lie to me and maybe not to the doctor too. Maybe not tell the doctor what he's going to home. No, I would go. I would talk to my husband and tell him that I want to go because I don't believe you. Not just sneak and go. You well, know, she I would go with him. him. Go with him, not sneak into the doctor's oh, office. You would 10 minutes. No. Just go. Okay. Just go. No, you know. Okay. No. Then you can't tell me. She, that's no, 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 but you, but you can't tell me no. But Marky could tell you. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, he can say the words, no, but he can't stop me from going because I think you're lying. Why don't you want me to go? But how? But that's what I see. That's my. Oh, thing. oh, sweet. This is a semantic argument, okay? Okay. Because I think that she had the right to go with him. Yes. And she has the right because what you have to do, you got to disease, disease, right? That I need that the, the people on Reddit, they were like, they were mad at Okay, her. okay, see, that's it. I'm talking about no, we're talking different things. See, there's gradations, okay? Yeah. There's just you just lying to me, and then there's just respect and privacy, yeah. and they're two different things. You're supposed to get your respect and privacy. But if there's a bigger issue that I think that I have something is wrong, she I don't know. But you didn't that you didn't I said that she was, you know, that he had health issues and she didn't okay. know what it was. Oh, okay. Well, anyhow, oh, I, I must have been having it so sad that time. Okay. No, listen, does she have the right to go and know what's going on with his health? Yeah. Her life is intertwined with his. Yeah, she needs to know. But but no, hold on. Yeah. Did, did you just say whatever you said? Okay, okay, I can see to whatever you said you said. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I ain't sneaking. I'll meet you there. I'll go out. You, we leave it from the same house. But what if I'm you, going with you? You can't stop. What is it going to knock me down? The t- t- I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, no, no husband of mine is not knocking you down. No, 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 no. You notice I never tried to bury anybody too big. Okay. <laughs> what if they pick yeah. you up and the head run out the door? They pick you up. And well, you know what? And you know what? And then and then I would say to them, okay, if we don't want you don't want us to go in the same car together, then I'll meet you there. I won't be sneaking in. It won't be no sneaking. You gonna know straight up. I'm going to the doctor's office with you because you're not going to be here living in the house with me, me and you under the same roof, and I don't know what the heck is going on. Oh, okay. Oh. The people in Reddit were mad because 
why is the husband hiding from her right. whatever his medical that's, is? That's, that's the thing. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Like, well, I don't know what they said already. I don't even care. This is my story. Uh, you see, you can say a stalker or not, but you know what, Betty? You sound crazy because this man is in the house with you. He can have any type of communicable disease. Right. He can have a deadly disease. He right. can have a disease where I need to help him. Right. You know, he can have anything. And as my partner, I need to know. And if I know he has, you know, he's prone to hiding things and not communicating well, or just he's just a lying husband, you know, yeah. Going to go with you to the stuff. Right. Going to find out. And guess what? I'm not sneaking. Sneaking. I'm telling you in front of your face. Don't make me have to go do whatever. I'm not sneaking. And and same go. It goes. It applies to both spouses. It applies to the husband and the wife. You are not supposed to be hiding health issues from your mate. Yeah, that's it, what I it, everything. Right. It's not the idea. If you just going for just a routine, a checkup or something, I probably not even going to care to bother to go with you. Right. But if I've been seeing signs and it's been this and it's been that and, and it's all right, and you and you're going a lot, which you, which implies that you're getting treatment for something, you know, and, and on and on and on. No. What you mean stalker? It ain't no stalker. You my husband and I'm supposed to know that in sickness and health. Right. And sickness and health, and I'm supposed to know that. And and in fact, if anybody is violating anything, you're violating right. because you're not being forthcoming about your health. You know, so anybody saying that is crazy. And don't let me have kids and anything by you. Right. It's I'm gonna say not on the money. She may have done it. She wasn't bold enough. She yeah. should have been bolder to where she didn't feel she had to sneak. She should have been like, I'm not sneaking because I'm not doing anything wrong. I want to know what's going on with you and what's going on with the, your health. And there's no sneaking. I'm stepping right in. Unless because security puts me up, I'm going right in. Because, you know, God forbid, if there's any type of a medical emergency, the spouse is right. the one that has to help, help you. And it's going to right. It's yeah. going to have medical consent. Right. That is ridiculous. Right. That is not I can see if you say, oh, the, the he every time he goes to the store, the spouse is chasing him or something like that. Then she is being a stalker because that's just some craziness right there. Okay, but you're talking about health issues right there, and that's an all together on a different level. But as respecting your privacy, yes, you got that. I'm not trying to snoop in your business or anything like that. But now you're talking about something could be a real serious, could be a, even a life or death uh, issue. And no, no, I. I Every spouse deserves to know what's going on in terms of the health of the spouse that they are living with. Of course. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Uh, so we both are kind of with, uh, it was on the money on her end. She was on the money. And out of pocket from the Reddit. Yeah. She should have been, she should have been even bolder. She wasn't even as bold enough as she needed to be because for her to even explain it in a way that like she's sneaking, that's not a thing she's supposed to have to sneak to do. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. All right. So my let's do our last show of the week, which is a reality show, Married at First Sight. Okay, Married at First Sight. All right. Uh Aries and Jasmine. So I don't know what how you feel about it, Mama Jasmine. She has some four dogs and nine puppies. I guess she was a breeder. Yeah, yeah, and she's a breeder. Aries cousin. Those are my issues. Aries cousin and her thirteen 
dogs that she has going on over at her house. Okay, but no, no, wait, Aries' cousin doesn't have 13 dogs. No, no, no. But you, you just have that kind of Jack with her 13 dogs. 13 dogs. Period. Right. Next topic that cousin, aka kind of good woman. Cousin. Right. Seems real. Real intrusive, real mm-hmm. negative, not very supportive mm-hmm. at all. She seemed like one of those kissing cousins. Mm-hmm. Right. The mother didn't grill. His mother did not grill no, him. Absolutely okay. not. Nah. The cousin, the cousin, the cousin was, was out of pocket. Yeah. She was completely out of pocket. And her, you know, her uh, conversation with him was terrible. At some point, then she starts saying about him showing how he loves black women or something like that. She said that after, but she let him know, boy, I got the engine running. How much is she a real cousin? I don't know, but she's a she's a shady cousin. Yeah. You know, she's a shady cousin. You know, that's all I can say. She's stepping over those boundaries. She came across more like a a, a jealous woman. Yeah. Wanting to break it up. You yeah. Know? So, but uh-uh, baby. Like they say, he already had signed. He signed on the dotted line. He signed on that contract. So ain't no running nowhere. Well, you know, he, yeah. You know. I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not. What are you? What are your thoughts on them making it too early? I, I don't know. Let me tell you one thing he did. Well, he did. You know. You know. Maybe he did multiple small things. You know, as we would say, little maybe microaggressions. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm gonna give him a maybe. But let me tell you something he did that was clearly disrespectful. When he was talking to his uh, groomsmen and, you know, friends and his, uh, I think, cousin and this and that, whoever it was over there, he was talking to the fellas. They said, what if you had your wish for the night, what would it be when he said for her to drop on her knees? I said to myself, is that the way you refer to whatever you doing to you know if if fellatio was what you want this what you say for your wife that you just married to drop on her knees you know you on camera you know you on tv you know her parents and friends and family are watching you know everybody's watching is that what you say is this how you told no like you you know this how you talk on the streets like he said right right. right. you're no longer you know what you know what he's still on the street and he's gonna be right back on there in another couple of weeks or whatever he's gonna be right back on there the the streets from whence he came he will be returning you know because uh-uh because he's not transitioning he's Mm -hmm. not this is the way you say for her to drop on her knees it ain't what you do, it's how you do it. Is this the manner in which you refer to the woman that you just said you was going to commit to, meaning you're going to try to love and grow, you're going to give it a chance, you're right. going to, you know, this is how you refer, drop on the knees. Oh, is, this, is this what you say? Not good. You know, you sound like you were straight from the street. And not, and don't forget, he's 39, he ain't 19. Right. Okay. He's a grown rat behind. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so this is the way you you refer to whatever you're talking about. Right. You know, no, no, I didn't like that. That right there, it made me not like him. It made me not like him. I'm like, this is the way he, you know, say, talk, refer to whatever you would want to happen. Drop on your knees. No, no. So, I, you know, I just hope that uh, things work out well. You know, I didn't. I didn't like that part. That was getting off to a shaky start. I didn't like that. I'm iffy about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Not well, so am I. And Jasmine. I mean, I don't know what lies ahead, but Jasmine, I'm prone to think she's kind of a sweetie. I'm prone to think I'm she's Jasmine more. Seems cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm prone to think she's more she has of, a, 
Okay. Well, well, that that's that's part of being a sweetie. She's yeah. extra because she's got all these dogs, you know. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just see. Good luck, Jasmine. Good luck, McKinley, McKinley, and Dominique. Uh, oh, so I, you know, I kind of tried to have high hopes for them. Unfortunately, we see some. You know, foreshadowing or we see. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling Jazz. Jasmine's. I mean, Dominique's mother-in-law. Not Dominique. Oh, no, well, McKinley's. Well, McKinley's parents. McKinley's, McKinley, McKinley's parents. I'm not feeling that mother-in-law. They, you know, we're against that, and they don't really seem like they are pro interracial marriage. Um, yeah, that he knew that he knew what he was signing up for, you know, or whatever. And I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's just so concerned with it as they are. I think he would be, you know, because I don't. I don't think they've had issues on married at first sight where they put somebody with someone who isn't attracted to, you know, at least the same group or you right, know, right, I think right. That they, yeah, he he yeah. probably said he's how date. He's you know, open to. He was open. He did. He did. That's exactly what happened. I think they both did. Yeah. So I don't think that they are having issues with anything to do with a, a race and all that. I don't think him and her yeah. are having those kind of issues, you know, uh, at all. Um, because you put down your, you know, preferences with whatever, you know, what you're good with, you know, or right. whatever. So I think they're fine, but I think the parents, but you know what, he, you know, they didn't marry each other. I know they say you marry your family. Some people are close to their families after marriage and some are not. Some were not ever close to their families before they got married. Right. Some people are, some people are not. So it's just that simple. You know, well, so I didn't. I didn't like his, but, his uh, parents. But uh, but but she said she the, the mother in law, uh, McKinley's mother came right out and said she didn't did not like that whole thing that they did. Yeah. She wasn't. A, she was not a fan of that uh, non traditional type of uh, you know, married at first sight thing. She said that, you know. So um, and you, you know, don't know what that but, meant. It, you, know, uh, you don't know what it meant. Yeah. Race. Yeah. But you know, Thomas, but Dominic was just like, hey, you know, yeah, okay. She just smiled on through it and kept on going. And I give her a lot of credit for that, you know, for be having a uh, being lighthearted and jovial enough to just say, you know, she didn't, she wasn't combative or, you know, she just sat and talked. And, and especially her being young. Yeah, I thought that was really good. You know, she may have been uncomfortable with the responses, but she handled it very well, I thought. You know, she came across very well under those circumstances. She said, oh, you know, let, let, let's just see. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Christopher and Nicole. Uh, Nicole, you know, Nicole it, it has a very outgoing personality. The only thing that I would say is that she needs to chill and have patience and let the relationship develop, let the love grow yeah. with, with Christopher. Christopher seems like a nice guy. Yeah. At this you know. point, Nicole just come across a little bit silly. You know, she, you know, has not had a nice guy and she needs to relax and, and see if she has a real nice guy now. Right. But she really doesn't know. He's starting off nice, but, you know, give it some time. They all eventually show some of their not so nice tendencies, right? Because that's just life, oh. and that's how we all do, and, you know. So, but appreciate what you're getting this good. Maybe you haven't had it this good, but you've also never been married before, right? So, you know, just you know, just calm down. Excited, yeah, yeah. yeah. Calm down and be open minded. Let's see how it goes. You know, okay. Shaquille and Kirsten, the the no kiss couple, right? 
you know, I don't know how this thing is going to go down. Shaquille, like I said, he's not silly. You know, he tries to say she's virtuous and she's, you know, good woman and all this. But he said he knows that there's a deeper reason that she's, you know, refusing to kiss him. Mm -hmm. And he understands that. But let me tell you something, baby. That Shaquille has a hell of a hell of five personality. He has a hell of a personality. He is dynamic. He gets his dance on. And he's just very charming. And let me tell you. Go ahead, Jasmine. Just keep on. Pretty did this. Well, oh, Jasmine, I mean, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, guys. I did have a little cocktail there. You know, Kirsten, Kirsten. Listen, let me tell you something. There's an old song by Smokey Robinson called Shop Around. And there's a line in there, pretty girls come a dime a dozen. You got to find one who's going to give you truly loving. Okay? Oh. So so she thinks she's, you know, doing all this and doing all that. Man, 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 let me tell you something. He'll go around the corner. He'll go around the corner if that's all if that's all you bring into this. Ma, can I just say that I'm not advocating for that way of thinking because I feel like most men think that they have a okay. Uh, what uh, this is not for the men. This is this is not for the truth. Let me tell you something because but it is the truth. We don't. It, it's, not, it's not from her. No, no, no. It's not. It's, I mean, it's not for him. It's for her. Okay. It's for her to assess. Is this how shallow? Yeah, I want to be. It's yeah. about shallow. I think men Don't know go. that already. That pretty girls come a dime a dozen. No, but shallow. Okay. She got to She's shallow. Yeah, she's got to bring more to it than that. She's got to bring well, more she, to she, it than that. She is bringing more to that, like on paper. But she is on oh, paper. I'm talking about her behavior. Well, her behavior. Is well, her behavior is everything. Look, I can say anything on behavior. I can say I weigh 120, and we all know I really weigh 127. You know, but we can say anything on paper, okay? You know, so uh, I'm saying she's not nice, okay? She's she nice. is not nice. So far, she has not been nice. And to me, his personality is all that, you know? And a lot of people who look all kind of ways, beautiful and everything else, will go for him if they get are exposed to him. I think having to know him. him. I think having a good personality makes you more attractive and totally. it can also make you less attractive. Totally. And, I think that's and a bad person and and then and you put the icing on the cake who looks so beautiful or, or good or whatever from the outside can have ways that you just don't even want to see them coming. Right. You know, and then somebody who, you know, look maybe kind of average, they just so sweet and everything. It just makes you feel good to be with them. Right. You know, so Man, please, I'm not, you know, uh, look, uh, uh, Kirsten, get yourself together. Decide what it is that you really want. And not, if she isn't attracted to him, then don't, know, waste don't, don't waste his time. Don't waste his don't. time. Hey, man, shove on a fault. Go for the first door. Don't waste his time because guess what? Life and, moves and on. waste your time too. Yeah, don't, don't, don't waste anybody's time. Like, like, like Osha said, don't waste my time. That's it. We know Osha. That's it. So, okay. And the final couple, Clint and Gina, and my, I'm t I told you before that I had like a weird vibe about Clint. Oh my God, daughter, you were right, you were right, you were right, you were right. That Clint is the worst. He is the worst. He's attacking a woman who is in good shape. Yeah. Everything, listen, you shouldn't say anything to her no matter what she ain't Yeah, don't get me wrong. But but what I'm saying is that he's almost he's almost like 
being dishonest by even attacking her. There ain't nothing there to attack. Even if you're crude and insensitive enough to do that, what are you attacking? Right. This girl looks the young lady, girl compared to me, but this young woman, it's very lovely. What are you talking about? Right. You know, what are you talking about? If physicality is the thing, she looks better than you. Right. By far. Right. What is the thing? In your in your uh, uh cheesy looking uh bargain basement suit. You had the worst suit or everybody else was looking sharp yeah. and, and cut and crisp and sexy looking. Those men were looking crazy. And here he come look like he picked up something, ran through the basement, or uh, look like that. Oh, oh my goodness. Like he had been swimming in it. Oh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I'm joking. Yeah. About his suit did not look good at all. Everybody else looked good. He didn't even have on a top or anything. I don't I know that the top would have helped that outfit. But anyway, everybody else was looking sharp and tail and everything. And he came in there looking like he had picked up something on his way to go lay down on the beach. That's, I mean, it was ridiculous. I, I, I'm just not feeling him at all. And Gina is, of course, gorgeous, and she's good-looking, and she has a beautiful gown. And, and she's nice, or she appears to be nice. You know what? Well, well, that is the, well, you know what? The nicer she is, the quicker she's going to try to get away from him, yeah. because she can recognize that he is not. You know. No. That, listen, something may change, but what I'm seeing is not going to change. See, like the little preview clips, Oh my God! It's not looking no. good. It's and and I hate to see that because every man that we've seen on this entire Married at First Sight franchise, when the men, the male has started insulting his wife, mm-hmm. it never worked out. No. It ne- it just went from bad to worse. <laughs> and if she <laughs> wouldn't have me up and get out. It it, it 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 she just continued to be insulted. And my and the funny thing is that the ones that I can recall, the ones that were insulting were attractive, they were smart, they were successful. Right. Like what? And and so and you're looking Ooh. and you're looking at the men saying, What is wrong with you? Right. Just what is why are you feeling so insecure? Yeah. It's wrong with you. Yeah. You know? And that's when we start talking about, oh, they must just want a dirty foot. Remember we had that expression. Yeah, oh, but it. this man, I don't think he wants a dirty foot. I think he just is insecure. I think I think he totally he did. He hasn't said what that he wanted. And it was just know. that Mitch wanted a dirty foot. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. This man uh, is probably Clint is probably used to like young girls who don't know any better. You know, right. he's probably he hasn't had any mature relationship. Right, Tina, right. You know, right. about thirty five. He owns yeah. all the business. Right, and, you know, he feels and he's insecure. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. And I and I think she's secure enough that she's not going to hang around and take that abuse. Yeah. Uh, that abuse is going to cease and desist, else that's going to be broken up before we get to the end of this eight weeks. Oh, for sure. You know, I don't think she's, you know, some of them will stay around and take it. I don't, I'm not too sure she's that person. I don't think so either. Mm, I'm not, I'm not sensing that from her at all. Okay. So, well, we'll see what happens on, okay. on next week's episode. Uh, Moving on. I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. You know what they are? Sun, the stars, the moon. Sun, the stars, and the moon all the time. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, number one is the You People premiere. Uh, Nia Long and Lauren London on the red carpet. They look beautiful. Oh, they did. They look fabulous. They look fantastic. Uh, Westmore was sworn in as Maryland's first black governor. Congratulations yes. to him. Congrats, Westmore. 
Oh, congratulations. And Anika Noni Rose revealed that she was married uh, in a, a private ceremony uh, three months ago to Jason Dearden um, from Greenleaf. He's also an American soul and raising Canaan. Congratulations to Anika Noni Rose. Oh, congratulations. Good for you. Oh, you keep your business pretty quiet. I like At that. least to the public. I like that too. Congratulations and good luck. Good luck. Anything yeah. that you want to say before we go, Mom? I just want to tell everybody, you know, um, don't forget to tune into us, okay? You know, and the other thing I want to say is watch the playoffs and root for your favorite teams. You know, good luck to everyone. Hope nobody gets seriously injured, you know, because we got so scared with that whole thing with DeMar, mm -hmm. right? You and know, he's still, he's still recovering. Yeah, yeah you know, so. well, you know, you probably just going to have a, a, a long recuperative period, you right. know, because that, that was pretty serious, you right. know. So, um, and, you know, and everybody just enjoyed the playoffs, and now we'll be talking again in a few days. Yeah, I'm very superstitious, so positive vibes to the people out there. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour, guys. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also all things Bijou. Guys, check out our Etsy shop, uh, the Bambushi Happy Hour shop. Guys, also, we want to see your emails, your comments at info at bambushihappyhour.com. And don't forget to check out the books, like we said, for our book club, Bambushi Happy Hour book club, guys. Be safe. Thank you.